Welcome to the Killaloo Music Festival podcast with me, Carl Rower. Once again, it's on a Friday, um, counting down again the weeks to the 2022 festival, commencing on the 3rd of June. Um, firstly, I'd like to um, very quickly apologise for the lack of episode last week. Um, that was uh, a very unfortunate mix-up with schedules and it resulted in no episode. So um, I do apologise, um, but we are back now, back all the way with you now until the festival weekend. Um, and it's really beginning to shape up. Um, do keep an eye out everywhere online for updates on tickets, on artists, on visual artists, on everything you can imagine. It's all being put on our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Inst- um, I've said Instagram website, all of that. I've mentioned them before. I'll say them all again at the episode and they're in the podcast description. So do go and check them out. Always full of information, full of exciting tidbits as well as all the all-important information such as tickets, festival dates, and the programme. But on to today's episode. Today it's um, a special episode because we welcome to the podcast this year's rising star, the emerging artist who this year is the fabulous Kevin O'Loughlin, um, Dublin, hailing from Dublin, viola player. Um, I won't tell you too much about him, of course, because he is coming on later on. I will start the episode with discussing the programme he's chosen to perform for us on Saturday morning. Um, it's a really wonderful um, array of works, uh, crossing a lovely span um, for the instrument itself and of styles. Um, so, without further ado, here is me talking about the music that Kevin O'Loughlin, our emerging artist, our rising star, will perform on Saturday the 4th of June. So, we'll start the concert with a Brahms. Um, Brahms, who, at the very end of his life, composed two wonderful sonatas um, in 1894 um, for clarinet, believe it or not, um, written originally for clarinet. Uh, um, in particular, the clarinetist Richard Mühlfeld, um, a clarinetist Brahms really admired and so wanted to honour in some way. And doing that, he wrote these two sonatas. It was the first time the clarinet had ever been used in a sonata setting. We'd seen it before 
um, in other works, um, not just by Brahms, by Mozart too, of course, if you remember last year's Mozart clarinet quintet. Um, but this was the first time it was given a proper solo sonata with all the forms that we can expect from a classic sonata. And because of these pieces, um, it became a lot more utilised afterwards by other composers. It was one of the last pieces Brahms ever wrote, um, and even more so than that, one of the last chamber, chamber works Brahms ever um, wrote. And they're considered his his masterpieces in chamber music, um, really lush, rich pieces of music full to the brim with harmony and ideas, subjects coming at you from all ends. And um, well, they're really, really special pieces. He, um, you, you'd kind of wonder where did the viola part come from. So, and it was in fact the composer Brahms himself, who, um, who decided that he should also transcribe them for the viola. Um, I think partly because I mean, if you heard a viola and a clarinet together, I mean, the only difference in tone really is the sound of the string versus the sound of the air in the tube. Um, the actual, um, the register. Um, the range of the instrument is very similar. The role of the instrument is very similar um, in terms of other pieces of music. Um, so he transcribed them himself for viola and piano in 1895. He did change up the score a little bit because there are some things that the viola can do and the clarinet can't, and vice versa. The clarinet can do and the viola can't. Um, Brahms had originally said he was going to retire from composing in 1890. He swore down on that fact. He said, nope, after that year... I will not be um, composing any more pieces, which was all very good and all until a year later when he went to go to see a performance of Weber's Clarinet Concerto and Mozart's Clarinet Quintet, um, which was in the festival last year, both performed by this clarinet guy, Richard Mühlfeld. And he was hugely inspired. It was uh, an awakening, I suppose, that like he, he realised he wasn't finished yet. Um, and you know we're very glad he wasn't finished because then he churned out these two wonderful sonatas, the F minor and the E flat major, both of which correspond exactly to the keys of Weber's two clarinet concertos written almost 80 years beforehand, but had still managed to touch the heart of a man many, many years later. So that is the Brahms. Moving on then, we'll have the Holst Unaccompanied Suite. Um, Holst, you could, you'd think Gustav Holst, of course, um, but this is in fact his daughter, Imogen Holst. Um, keeping up the theme of female composers um, running throughout the festival, um, she wrote this unaccompanied suite for viola in 1930, and she had dedicated it to her close school friend Leila Andrews as a wedding present. Um, quite a lovely wedding gift, if you ask me. Um, her copy, that is Leila Andrews's copy, is the only one that survives, and therefore... It is her name that appears in the dedication. She is the one who it is dedicated to. Um, Imogen Holst herself, I mean, she's virtually unknown as a composer, but she was hugely influential um, throughout the 20th century in the UK as a conductor, a teacher, a musicologist. Um, she did a lot of things. I suppose the thing she should be credited with most is, well, firstly, she became Benjamin Britten's assistant, the great composer-conductor Benjamin Britten, in 1950. And because of that, she became a very important figure in setting up the Aldborough Festival for Arts and Music, which still runs to this day. It's a massive music festival in the UK. Um, and she was the joint artistic director of this festival for a lot of the remainder of her life at that point. 
The festival is labelled almost entirely under the name of Benjamin Britten, which is a crime. Um, and uh, it really should be known that she did a lot more than one think. Um, of course, a big part of her life as well was keeping her father's music in popularity, um, keeping it in concert halls, keeping it performed. And I suppose we can credit that to her as well, that the music of Gustav Holst has not gone forgotten. So that's the host. As you notice, the descriptions of each of the pieces as I go through the four will get considerably shorter. Um, they're very obscure pieces chosen by Kevin, um, but they're really wonderful and it's fantastic that they get a chance to be played in Killaloo. The third piece that will be performed is by Eric Coates, another English composer, um, and he entitled it First Meeting. Eric Coates is an interesting composer. He was a very talented viola player. Um, but this piece that he wrote, First Meeting, is not for the viola. He originally wrote it for the violin and the piano. And you sort of wonder why he didn't originally then write it for viola and piano. This version you will hear has been arranged by John Wilson for viola and piano, not even anywhere near the composer's hands. Um, so you'd kind, you kind of think, I mean, he was, he was a, vir a viola virtuoso around the country. He was known far and wide. And so... It's. I think it is interesting that he chose then to write this piece for violin. He was. Um. He was mainly an orchestral music composer. Um. He got a lot of acclaim across the country for this. Um. When he, in fact, he met once Dame Ethel Smythe, who was um a famous suffragette composer and conductor, probably one of the more famous British female composers to have ever lived, and she said to him, "You are the man who writes tunes. How do you do it?" to which there is, of course, no recorded answer. He wrote five pieces of chamber music, overall five, in his entire life, three of which are completely lost. So, I mean, you know, realistically we're left with two. Two chamber music pieces by Eric Coates, um, combined with a plethora of um, orchestral music and other bits and bobs as well. The two pieces are a minuet for string quartet and, of course, this, the first meeting for violin and piano which is now been arranged as well by John Wilson for viola and piano, and that is the version you will hear on Saturday morning. And now moving on to the last piece in Kevin's programme, um, which is the wonderful York Bowen Fantasia for four violas, by no means called a viola quartet, even though it is, it's a piece for four violas, um, but it is, of course, entitled Fantasia, Opus 41 by York Bowen, Another English composer, but there's nothing wrong with that, of course. Um, originally commissioned by the great viola player Lionel Tertus for him and his students to perform in an effort to promote the instrument. Um, and it was first performed with Tertus on the first part and none other than Eric Coates, another feature of this programme, just before, of course, with his first meeting, um, Eric Coates on the second part. Um, I think there's a lovely little crossover between the two pieces. Um, one that probably wouldn't be known that well, um, but still, I think, a wonderful nugget of information to know. And this was performed first in 1907. This is not the only piece of music by York Bowen called Fantasia or Fantasy or something along those lines. This was a time in the UK where calling a, your piece of music anything along the lines of Fantasia or Fantasy or anything similar to that was considered the thing to do. It was cool. It was what you did back then. Um, and so this piece is no exception. Um, there's a lot of fantastic music by York Bowen, which I suggest you check out. But of course, you should listen to his 
um, Fantasia for four violas. Um, it is a really wonderful piece, and it's going to be a feast on the um, on the ears for those who come to the concert. As Kevin O'Loughlin will be joined by Yuval Gottliebovich, Joachim Röver, and Kian O'Doul in this performance. Um, four viola players, four excellent viola players, I might add, on the same stage at the same time, not to be missed. So that is Kevin's program for you. All the pieces: his Brahms Sonata Number no. Two in E flat major, originally written for clarinet, but this is his viola sonata. Imogen hosts unaccompanied suite. The first two movements, I should add, not the, on all four. Eric Coates's first meeting, originally written for violin and piano, arranged here by John Wilson for viola and piano, and York Bowen's Fantasia, Opus Number no. Forty One, um, for four violas. Um, a really special program and we look forward very much to hearing it. So off the back of that, who better to talk to now than the man himself, the, um, the person performing this wonderful array of music. So I'd now like to welcome to the podcast, Kevin O'Loughlin, our rising star 2022. I'm joined now by our rising star 2022, Kevin O'Loughlin. Kevin, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Gareth. Thanks for having me. Uh, pleasure to have you on. Um, could you maybe start by telling us a little bit about yourself? It's always interesting, really, to to know a bit about yeah. our um, our rising stars, where they're coming from. Um, so if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, sure. So I'm a violist from Dublin. I'm currently in first year in UCD studying economics and finance, and I'm on an Astra, uh, performing at the scholarship there as well. And I also play violin. Fantastic. Um, so you're currently in UCC doing, um, what was it? UCD, yeah. I, I, I'm currently in UCD studying uh, economics and finance. Fantastic. How's that going? It's good. I'm enjoying it so far, yeah. Um, and um, are you keeping up the music at the same time? I am. I'm still doing a lot of music, both in UCD and outside as well. Yeah, fantastic. Um, what's your relationship been with music so far? I mean, now that you're doing economics and finance in UCD. Um, can you tell us a bit about how music has played a role in your life so far? Well, I've been playing, I've, I've, I've been playing violin since I was very young. I, I've, 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 been doing, I've been doing a lot of music the whole way through and now that I'm not actually sort of studying it like 
in, in college, it's almost like an escape and it's a nice sort of thing to do that's very different to what I'm actually studying. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to sort of get together with friends and play together and sort of do something that's very different to what I'd be doing on the day-to-day basis in college, you know? Yeah, fantastic. Um, and does, do any musical experience really stand out to you so far from your, from your life? Is there anything that you can like, look back on and say, that was a really great thing I did? Well, probably, um, well, last summer I went to Verbier to play in the Junior Festival Orchestra there. Oh, um, yes. That was an incredible experience. We were playing with some incredible musicians, such as the conductor James Gaskin, and we actually played with Joshua Bell, our orchestra. And then uh, I saw concerts with, 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 with a lot of uh, amazing, with a lot of amazing musicians, such as Yadi Janssen, uh, Lars Power, Antoine Thomas, Mission Mighty, all these sort of people. It was just an amazing experience in a gorgeous place. Yeah, that sounds incredible. And isn't that that's up in the mountains, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It was, it was an idyllic sort of setting as well. and The weather was amazing. It was just, it was just a great experience. Really. Yeah, no, that sounds amazing. Um, so, yeah. what, so what's, um, I mean, you know, it's, you know, what's the dreaded question, you know, what's the plan? Um, what's like, what's kind of next for you? Are you, um, what, what are you thinking of do, like pursuing in the end? I really don't know. In a sense, um, the fact that I'm just studying something else in college while keeping on music, the idea behind that was mainly off was mainly just sort of keep options open because like my courses are four years long but maybe afterwards I might do some sort of masters in in music I I, I really don't know yeah of course I mean it is a, like, it's I don't know it, I'm actually going to end up in the end you know yeah, yeah. I mean it is it is a mean question of course yeah yeah <laughs> um so now on to the festival itself um yeah you're a program that you've chosen first of all it's a really wonderful program and we all can't wait to hear it what was your inspiration behind choosing these pieces? Well, a lot of them were just sort of different. A lot of them were just different pieces. I just sort of found at various points sort of along the way, like the Brahms. I've been sort of looking to play for a little while, and then said the Coates. I just sort of found on Instagram one day, just scrolling through the host. I just found just on YouTube one day, and, and then. And and then the York Bowen was actually uh, suggested by uh, Captain Honka. Yes, of course. Uh, which you'll be performing uh, with three other viola players. Exactly. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited about that. It's going to be an amazing experience. Of viola quartet. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a lovely um, lovely way to round it off, I suppose, wouldn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. And you'll be joined by um, Kira Maroney on piano. Um, I will. Yeah. 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 Have you performed fun. with her before? I never have. Actually, no. Um, she was suggested to me by my teacher at my school, and I've had, I, I've had a few rehearsals with her so far, and she's been fantastic. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to performing with her for the first time. Yeah, and um, here's, a, here's another little question for you, is uh, out of those four pieces, and you don't have to count the York Bowen in this at all, because I understand it's not necessarily, it wasn't your choice, eh, and it also isn't a solo viola piece, but out of the other three, do you have a favourite? Probably the coat. It's just sort of, it's just such a nice sort of melody, and just, it, it's just such a gorgeous piece. I, I really love that piece, and I'm also really excited for doing Dark Bone. That's probably the one I'm the most excited about because it's okay. something very different. Yeah. But uh, the coat will probably be my favorite piece on, on the program. Yeah, I mean, can you maybe tell us a little bit more about the coats? Because what I noticed when looking through the piece of music for some information is that it actually was written for violin. Do you agree? Um, that it should have been arranged to viola, and do you think it maybe works better, or what? What What are your opinions on that? Well, 
I think like it, it, it was actually sort of a difficult thing for me to actually sort of work out what to do with the with the piece because originally it sort of it it was transcribed for viola, I think, but it was it was transcribed still in the same key probably as as, as when it was first written for violin. So it, I I actually had to sort of go out of my way to sort of find it in in the key of F major, which sort of suits it much better. I had to sort of get in contact with people who sort of arranged it in that key and all that, because if it if it's played in the right key on viola, I, I, I think it just really suits it, because the viola just has so much variety, it can go so deep, and it can also just go so high up on the A string. There's, there's a lot of variety in, in the sound that can be made on, on the viola. That's why I think it really suits the instrument. Of course. Um, do you mind me just asking, just to finish off, because um, you mentioned at the beginning that you have you played violin for a lot of your life as well. What was yeah. what was the cause for the switch to viola? Um, I don't think I don't think that was anything in particular. It was almost like I just sort of I just sort of decided I might as well try it out at some point. And then when I started playing it, I just fell in love with it. I just loved playing viola. It, when you play the viola as opposed to the violin, you almost sort of get more involved in the instrument because it's it's it's, it's a bit more physical because it's sort of uh-huh. it's, it's it's sort of a heavier instrument. And I just loved sort of getting more into the music in a sense. In that way, I, I just love playing the viola. Just yeah. when I actually try it for the first time, you know. Mm, absolutely. Um, well, we cannot wait to hear you play, Kevin. Thank you so very Thanks much for coming onto the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks again there to Kevin O'Loughlin for coming onto the podcast and telling us about coming onto the festival this year, the 10th annual Killaloo Music Festival, the SCS Killaloo Music Festival, which is not to be missed and there you have no um, you have no excuse not to. Um, it is going to be in person, of course. Tickets are now available on www.killaloomusicfestival.com where you'll find other information, of course, programs, visual artists, artists, all the biographies you need, as well as the episodes to this podcast, if you wanted to share it around your friends. Um, I also have a, a little announcement, which is that the the playlist is back. The festival playlist is back. It's going to be in the podcast description. It is essentially a Spotify playlist of all the music that's going to be heard in the festival. Just um, And it's all the recordings that you hear in between the little segments um, of talking on this podcast. Um, that's where you can go find them. And they the link to that will be in the podcast description. Just head up on up there. Give it a click. Give it a like. And listen along. Um, Instagram, of course, for all the pictures and other news. At Killaloo Music Festival. Facebook at Killaloo Chamber Music Festival. Twitter at Killaloo F. Um, I've been Carl Rower. Um, I look forward very much to next week 
next week we'll have the fantastic Kathleen Turner who is the um, the star for our late night concert this year not to be missed as well so we'll see you then thank you for listening take care goodbye <laughs>